0: Playing booch ball? Booch. We playing booch ball? Hello and welcome back to Booch Ball, the only podcast on the internet talking kombucha and college sports. I'm Alex, joined as always by my lovely co-host Freed. How you doing over there, Freed?
1: I'm warm here in balmy Houston, Texas. You look kind of cold up there.
0: I'm a little chilly here, Fried. I'm wearing a sweater and my jacket. I also was running errands like an hour ago, so I'm still kind of just, I never took the jacket off because it's probably like 55 degrees. No, it's probably like 60 degrees in my apartment right now.
1: You're having some heater issues. I'm having some AC issues here myself. So if we just kind of homes together, then maybe something will work.
0: Bi-week sort of Army and Navy played. Uh, I guess it was an interesting game. Went to double overtime or something. Did you watch it? No, not at all. I enjoyed my booch ball by week Very nice. Yeah, apparently the head coach of Navy was fired in the locker room after the game.
1: America is undefeated in the, Ar- in the Army-Navy Bowl. Never lost.
0: Damn, so true. But I guess uh, I guess Navy's coach is going down with the ship.
1: Oh, yeah, he sure is. He was forced to walk the plank (laughs) when he didn't capture the booty. That's what they should do. They should make him walk the plank. And then pick up general booty in the transfer portal.
0: Mm, Yarg, I think that's a great idea, Freed. We had a Heisman Trophy
1: ceremony. Caleb Williams, congratulations. 2022 Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know if I fully agree, although... It's hard to argue with it considering the historically poor class that we had available.
0: So Fried, do we have a recap on, uh, or not a recap, but at least a a report on the booch bet from before the bye week?
1: Alex, the final booch bet of the regular season goes to me. I went four and two. You went three and three. So we're turning it a little bit around. We're having a late season renaissance, if you will, trying to get back over 500 and stay there for the year.
0: Did I already send you five dollars I can't remember. I don't think so. Uh, maybe i feel like i did so let's just move right on past that
1: he's a weaseling again
0: <laughs> i'm hemorrhaging cash is all i'm not gonna have enough money to buy my own boots though freed i am coming off of some big news i got a promotion
1: congratulations you should have plenty of cash just
0: 75 so now i'm just kind of like a lame duck i'm still getting paid to do my current job but doesn't matter how well I do my current job until I take over the new one, but I'm still
1: at the same company. So I still have to, you know,
0: this do sounds my like job. a
1: Scott Satterfield situation. Wow. To Louisville to take the Cincinnati job. And guess who's playing each other in the bowl game next week? Oh my God. It's Louisville versus Cincinnati, isn't it, Freed? It is. We'll talk about that game as we move on. But this isn't just a normal week. We need some extra time to talk about Booch because the Booch Ball playoffs have started semi-final matchup round one who do we got playing in the first matchup of the bbc bootball playoff
0: we have your number two seed the gt's watermelon wonder (laughs) facing off against the number three seed the rowdy mermaid watermelon bloom
1: Little watermelon on watermelon action. It's just a shame that Health Aid watermelon and their creepy little cartoon watermelon doesn't get to participate. You know he loved them. That. That's right. Well, they had a good run.
0: They had a good... Well, wasn't it? It was also the, uh, the Brew Drive or Brew Doctor watermelon that made it to the championships last year. So, for some reason, the show has uh, a, a secret affinity for watermelon, even though we, we classify ourselves as spicy ginger boys. But watermelon just keeps on sneaking in somehow. She juicy. She do be juicy. And now we have the number two and number three, Watermelon Seeds. Give me flashbacks to Freed's and Seeds. (laughs) Great episode. The episodes ago. All right. Well, Freed, I think it's, uh, do you think it's about that time? Let's do it. It is now time for the first segment of Booch Ball, which is, of course, What We're Drinking. What We're Drinking. Heads is the Watermelon Wonder, and Tails is Rowdy Mermaid, obviously. Of course.
1: Mermaid. Mermaid
0: Tail. I'm going to flip it, I'm going to catch it, and then I'm going to flip it over onto my hand. And the winner goes first? Yeah, whoever wins goes first. Okay. It's Tails! Rowdy Mermaid
1: Watermelon Bloom will be our first booch of the day. All right. I'm going to sniff them both, but Rowdy Mermaid will go down the hatch. Oh, that was a squirter.
0: <laughs> she do be juicy, that that rowdy mermaid. Sniff test. <sighs> okay, the smell—the watermelon smell is always like a little. It always smells like sour watermelon or like watermelon that's been in a fruit cup too long. So I'm never, I'm never enamored by the smell. All right, freed down the hatch. Watermelon bloom designed to hydrate.
1: I'm getting no carbonation whatsoever. Me neither. It's very uh there's a I am not whatsoever. I am I getting a little bit. Just just a tickle of carbonation. And we talked about this before we got on live. Both of our cans took some damage in the transport process. So the carbonation yeah. may have been bumped out.
0: These cans are not very structurally sound, it would appear.
1: I think it's good. That's a, a little recap.
0: On the bottle, it says, ever try to wrestle a watermelon into a 12-ounce can? It ain't easy. All right, th- are these guys – these are the ones who are, like, weirdly southern, right? Yeah, you read this with a cowboy accent. <laughs> yeah, they've got the cowboy thing. Soursop. We also stuffed in a mystical superfruit known as soursop, plus blooming hibiscus and rose. The result is flavorful function in a can, a very narrow can. That it is, a very
1: dented can. <laughs> it's very dented.
0: <laughs> Uh, This is good. This is like chuggable booch. It's kind of, it's very mild.
1: Very mild, refreshing, not very tart, not very pungent. Just a little bit of sweet and a little bit of uh, fruit flavor. All right, Freed.
0: Number three seed, starting off relatively strong. Let's go ahead and uh, pop open the watermelon wonder.
1: Similar pinkish color, more opaque, cloudier, A lot more carbonation than mine Mm. more stuff going on maybe some sediment maybe some puree smell very similar off the bat this one almost has like a citrusy
0: smell it's going for a taste (sighs) much more full-bodied i would say yeah i think i can't remember but I, i i think there's
1: like lime in this i remember that as well cherry and lime yeah So Rowdy went with Soursop, which who knows what that tastes like, and Hibiscus, and Rosé. Rose. Right. I always want to call it (laughs) Rosé. Well, it is, yeah. It's a drink. GTs adding in a little cherry and a little lime. Interesting here. GTs, as
0: they often do, have created a a soda-like kombucha. Very sweet. I think off of the initial... Flavor profile, the Watermelon Wonder takes the lead. Definitely heavier,
1: more carbonated, much more tart. I remember this, boots the last time I had it.
0: The more I drank of it, the less I wanted to drink it because it was like so sickly, kind of like a popsicle. But the initial burst off the line is excellent.
1: Yeah, they, they have a great burst off the line. And I think we're both leaning towards GTs, you know, right now but like you said we need to push through Let's talk about some college football a little bit and we'll have to get back to this at the end for a final decision
0: that's why they play the game folks this is what we're drinking in the first round of the booch ball playoffs we have the number two seed watermelon wonder facing off against the number three seed rowdy mermaid watermelon bloom freed it is now time to tell the good boochies of the world what we're thinking what we're thinking heisman season is upon us fried heisman who is that by the way who was heisman mr
1: heisman he was a good college football player back in the day
0: the trophy itself is modeled after ed smith a leading player in 1934 for the now defunct new york university football team who is this heisman guy john w heisman W for winner. He was playing in
1: 1889. Holy
0: crap. So I guess the Heisman is an innovator of the game who grew up in the oil fields of Pennsylvania. But enough about the Heisman Trophy. Tell us about Boots Ball's innovation of the Heisman Award.
1: The Heisman Trophy is given to the most outstanding player in college football each year. So we thought, hmm. What should we award to the least outstanding, the most disappointing player, team, coach, et cetera, in the 2022 college football landscape? We're not Heisman today. We are the Loesman. Wow. The Loesman Award. Wow.
0: (laughs) I'll plug that in later. That's right, Freed, the anti-hero of college football this year. We are trying to figure out who sucks. And we've harvested votes from boochies all across the country to tell our listeners who will be the
1: winner of this year's Lozman Trophy and we're working on a sponsorship deal with Home Depot because they don't like Lowe's being, you know, right. involved in college football whatsoever. So Home Depot likes to stay at the top.
0: Right. The Lowe's man sponsored by Home Depot. Right. right. Got it. Love that. Hilarious. <laughs> this is so beautiful. So we had a number of votes coming in. What we did was that we asked people to give us their top three and then we set up a scoring system.
1: The scoring system is relatively Heisman style. So the first place vote received three points. Second place vote received two points. Third place vote received one point. We just tallied them up. We had to aggregate a little bit because some of these categories, you know, were, we're a little on top of each other.
0: So That's right. Since we weren't very specific about it, because we didn't want to just limit it to players because that feels a little bit unfair. We're, you know, we're not trying to, to call oh, out 19-year-olds yeah, <laughs> necessarily. Um, and right. luckily for us the overwhelming amount of responses were head coaches and uh, entire programs
1: general. yeah yeah teams in general there yes. were a few players and uh, we'll we'll talk about them a little bit as we go
0: let's look at some of the other players on the board this is the outside looking in also receiving votes for the Loesman trophy um, towards the bottom of the list we have JT Daniels the Guy who was quarterbacked for almost every Division One college football team at this point.
1: Yeah, West Virginia this year. They did not make a ton of noise. Yeah, we also had Brian Kelly's accent. Fabulous vote because LSU had a great year. But if you remember when Brian Kelly took that job, he became Southern real quick.
0: That's right. And uh, I think if things had turned out differently for Brian Kelly and LSU this season, perhaps the accent would have been uh, more of a contender. But he kind of played his way out of the accent ridicule. Good for him. Yep, win the SEC West. You're not winning the one Next up, we have the Michigan State Brawlers. So the guys from Michigan State who got arrested after the game. Uh, that was Lauren Zimmerman's Dr. LZ's husband's vote, and then I decided to add it to as my number three vote because that that's uh anytime you get arrested during a football game or in the immediate aftermath. That's gotta put you up for a Lozman award. Did you just copy
1: other people's votes?
0: I came up with my votes before I asked Dylan Larowski. And Taylor? What did Taylor vote? I just put in Taylor's, right?
1: You have the same thing in the two slot, or was that a mistake?
0: No, I had Scott Frost.
1: He also had Scott Frost? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You get the Lozman, Freed. You get the Lozman for that. <laughs> well, you just did admit to, to copying the third. The third pick, so I just figured (laughs) figured, you're easily swayed.
0: (laughs) I am easily swayed. I'm a sucker for a good idea.
1: We also had a second-place vote for Brennan Armstrong, Virginia quarterback. He had a lot of preseason first-round hype, similar to Tyler Van Dyke, and he had just an awful season at Virginia. I'm actually surprised only one vote came in for him.
0: Well, that would have been very mean if it had. 4th place, outside looking in. Scott Frost, now former coach of Nebraska and current coach of the US Army All-American football game.
1: If you get fired midseason, are you still eligible for the Lozeman? Uh yeah. Apparently so.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: <laughs> definitely. Jeff, Jeff Collins should have got a vote or two then too, because Georgia Tech was real bad. And then they fired him and they kinda did all right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, Scott Frost and Nebraska have a special place. How did
1: Nebraska do after Scott Frost was fired? Because that's kind of telling. Was it him or was it the team? I don't know. And it doesn't matter.
0: He's in charge of the team. He's on the outside looking in. It doesn't really matter, Freed. So on our top three, so here's where things get interesting. Freed, in third place of the Lozman. we have your sicko team of the year.
1: The Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, I absolutely love that Iowa is on the podium here. You and I both had them as their first place vote. And um, one other, uh, Alex, Bucci, Dillon. Different pieces of Iowa were called out in the voting. We had quarterback Spencer Petrus. We had the offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, and Iowa at large. Um, But clearly it was the offense that was the problem.
0: Yeah, and specifically what uh, Dylan Larowski's vote said. It said, Iowa offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz, son of the coach, who a committee said should be fired for racism, and so they dissolved the committee.
1: I mean, this is nepotism at its finest. You have the worst offense in college football, and the offensive coordinator is the head coach's son. This is major Mark Rick vibes. Sometimes you just got to fire the kid and bring in somebody to install some coordination. All right, and Freed, unprecedented, the first time
0: in the history of the Lohsman Trophy, we have a tie for
1: first place. There's one member of the Booch Ball Committee whose votes did not get put in on time. Shocker. Max Ghazi. Right. We're going to get his votes live on air right now and see who the winner will be. All right, let me call him. Yellow, Matthew. What's going on,
0: Mcgino? Not much. You're live with me and Freed. Get out of town. <laughs> that's right. Guys, that's outrageous. we can need we video
1: in or is this audio only? You can video in if you want to. <laughs> hey, guys. Can you can you hold them closer to me? Hey, that's <laughs> no, me. No, no, you're good now. You're good. Okay, yeah, yeah. What's up, handsome?
0: I can't believe it. I thought you were going to be selling Christmas trees, but you're in the you're in the laboratory. No, I
1: have they're the same job, just different places. One is a pharmaceutical lab, and the other is selling Christmas
0: trees. <laughs> Separate but equal. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, honestly, I get confused which one I'm at daily. Right. So, guys, we were just yeah. telling the Boochies there's one final vote that the Booch Ball Committee needs to resolve okay. the 2020 Lozman Trophy. We need your top three votes. So the first biggest disappointment in of College football was obviously the University of Miami. We were the biggest letdown. It's crazy how bad we did. Um, So that's number one. Number two is number two. I want to say it's Les Miles, but it's not. He was the biggest success in college football. Wait, Brian sure.
0: Kelly? Brian Kelly? Is that what you mean?
1: Brian Kelly. Sorry, yeah, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Okay. Uh, they look so similar; it's hard to distinguish.
0: Well, one. Brian Kelly, we do have a vote for Brian Kelly's southern accent. Wow, I love how much he just got in the mix
1: down there. <laughs> he was like, "I fucking hate Notre Dame." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bitches, I'm sorry for cussing but I never liked those motherfuckers. Yeah, excuse my language. But actually, I'm a Protestant. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's right. He had to re- he had to get unbaptized. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, jumped, or do they do Protestants get baptized? I don't know. I'm confused. Okay. Do their so we got to vote good. for Brian Kelly and his accent. We'll add it we'll add that to the tally.
1: runners right now like give me some give me some big name
0: ones well you've already kind of broken our tie because the other the other leader here is uh Jimbo Fisher in Texas AM. and Fisher and a and was such
1: an inconsistent team I don't know what's
0: going on down there um well it sounds like it down. sounds like guys you've already kind of given us our uh, our final vote here that we needed and thanks to your help Freed I think we can officially crown our inaugural Loesman <laughs> Trophy winner Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, heard it here first, folks. All right, guys, this is way too hard for me to do, so i'm gonna I'm gonna let you go over yeah, here It's going down. <laughs> He's not gonna get drafted. He needs another year, I think. Right. No, we don't know.
1: we Are still talking about Brennan Armstrong?
0: <laughs> no, we're talking about TBD <laughs> right now. But yeah, we'll, we'll check that in. Guys, how about you be a guest on the show next season and we'll we'll get you on the Zoom and everything. Sounds good, McGino.
1: We'll catch you later. <laughs> later, guys. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. So, with Gazi's vote in, confirmed first place vote for the Miami Hurricanes, that means Miami wins the Lozman. When you break down the votes for Miami, it's pretty even. We had quite a few for TVD, quite a few for Josh Gaddis, quite a few for Mario. We had one vote from Bobby James, which was in particular just the game that Miami played against A&M, just the game itself. Too awful <laughs> I team. think that's
0: that's both sides. You could have give, given points to Texas A&M and Miami did. for that game. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so that that pushes Texas A and M to second place. The majority yeah. of the votes for A and M were for Jimbo, but we also had a vote for the twelfth man, which is a great vote. The yell leaders. That, that
0: was Dylan. That was Dylan Narowski, my my buddy uh, who was down in Miami with me this past weekend. He and had that,
1: a fabulous ballot, ballot. He
0: really did. He's very. He's a very informed voter. We got to keep him around.
1: Yeah, I like it. <laughs>
0: all right beautiful well thank you thank you dylan thank you taylor mckillop danny barry our former guest cfb edge johnny football kyle thompson Durr barrett from the whatever you want podcast rob kelly sam jazzo and then uh, of course uh, mr lz david hershey and of course thank you to matt gazi one of our first ever guests on the program hopefully we'll get him back next season
1: the BBC is strong.
0: We are strong. We are the BBC. And there you have it, Freed, the Lowe's men. And I think, Freed, what we should do is commission a trophy that's just a giant L. I
1: like
0: it. <laughs> so we get to hand someone the L. Yeah. All right. Who's gonna A receive- new promotion money kicks in. I'll get on that. I'll get right on that. You trust me. Just Venmo me 50 bucks.
1: Perfect. <laughs> And then There's I'll find a $50 trophy.
0: Crossing out the Taylor Swift. Wow, what a year it was, Freed. And uh, that's what we have for you today in our What We're Thinking segment. Freed, I think it's time for us to veer off this highway and take the exit on down to the Bucha
1: Barometer. Bucha Barometer. These two were separated by only three hundredths of a point on the Bucha Bing board. And it okay. shows right now.
0: Yeah, so the yeah the Watermelon Wonder, I think, had a 6.98 compared to a 6.95 with the Rowdy Mermaid Watermelon Bloom, and what I'm actually finding, Freed, is that these booches almost complement each other, but they complement each other in the reverse order that we were drinking them, where the Watermelon Wonder is thick, heavy, very flavorful, and then the Watermelon Bloom is light refreshing hydrating kind of a palate cleanser so after a big sip of the watermelon wonder you can get in with a little watermelon bloom
1: yeah and that kind of works in reverse too though because after a few sips of the bloom when you go back to the gts it brings that flavor punch that's kind of nice so it's a real balance of how are you going to feel at the end of these cans You know, which way are you leaning? The calm? Or the storm?
0: (laughs) Very good. All right. It seems like it's going to be a tight one going in to our last segment of Booch Ball. Freed, it is now time to tell the Boochies who we're picking. Who we're picking.
1: Bowl games start this Friday. We're going to pick the first four games of the bowl season starting with the hometown lenders, Bahama bowl, just your friendly hometown lenders. The Bahama bowl could be a good future game for booch ball to sponsor the booch ball, Bahamas bowl, booch Bahama ball, bowl. Yeah. It has a nice alliterative flow. B. you know, the Bahamas bowl is the Island only ball. I mean, the Bahamas bowl was the only college football bowl game played outside the United States. And the only other one that I saw a documentation of online was played in 1937. That was when we last had the Bacardi Bowl played in Havana, Cuba.
0: I think my uncle played in that. My great, no great, great uncle. Your uncle played in the Bacardi Bowl? Or he was on staff. He lived in, you know, I have family in Cuba. So one of them was probably there. On staff? <laughs> like he was at the very was, least he was scanning tickets i don't know he was moving the chains on the <laughs> yeah, sideline that's right my old uncle pedro was, oh, he was uh serving up bacardi in the in the bleachers was that it? there you go the bacardi bowl see freed we used to be a real country you know back in the day the bacardi bowl now that is a brand that makes sense With the bowl, it's simple. It's just the Bacardi Bowl. They've named it after the bowl. Perfect. Now, today we have the Home Lenders Association's Bahama Bowl brought to you by Cheez It's. It's just
1: Too many sponsors. So many brands just ugh. Yeah. Cut it out a little bit. But that's what happens when you got 32 bowls and you know, no one's shelling out billions of dollars to sponsor the Bahamas bowl between a Mac team and a and a Sunbelt. But one thing I do like about the Bahamas Bowl, they play for the president's trophy. No, that's not true. They pl-
0: <laughs> they there isn't play a for the president of Bahamas, is there? Is there just a I They play know, for the Prime
1: there? Minister's Trophy?
0: That's not very American at all.
1: Yeah, this it's very Bahamian.
0: So it's the Prime Minister of Bahamas? Of Prime the Minister Bahamas? Of the Bahamas, yeah how many countries start with the there's the bahamas there's the netherlands
1: there's the united states of america the
0: united states of america the ohio state university (laughs) the university of miami all right well we're not talking about that (laughs) anyways who do we
1: have matching up in the bahamas bowl well, maybe we should talk about the teams playing and not just the uh, the Bulls and their sponsors today. We got <laughs> University of Alabama Birmingham favored by eleven points against Miami. Don't get too excited. It's the Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks. The Red wow. Hawks against the Blazers. Damn the Blazers! I do love the Blazers. One hmm. of the more unique logos in college football. All mm-hmm. All right, so who, are you, who are you picking here, Alex?
0: Well, Freed, we've got Miami, Ohio at UAB. UAB favored by 11 points here, Freed. But as you mentioned before, I think these dragons might be blowing some smoke up our asses here. I'm going to go with our hometown favorite. Since we can't root for Miami Hurricanes, we might as well root for the Miami Red Hawks, who uh, will be our first matchup in the 2023 regular season. So, uh, yeah, I guess... uh, You know, we gotta support them and hopefully they'll be uh you know, be a little bit more respected going into the first matchup against the canes. So I got
1: the I got Miami. Could be some fierce competition coming without (laughs) coming into town with their prime ministers trophy. But fear not UAB. I got them. The Mac this year is just really bad. I don't trust a team coming from the Mac into a bowl game this season. So UAB is gonna cover. All right. Next up, Freed. We have the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Now Duluth, they make those underwear that that have those cool commercials. You ever try those? Uh no. It seems like it's more for like a big and husky
0: kind of guy. I don't think they're really targeting my youth XL market freed.
1: <laughs> I mean, I
0: it's a lot of like big guys and their they're like don't
1: your nuts get sweaty like
0: when i'm driving my truck and hauling wood that i chopped myself i'm like that's not me i'm five that six i live me. in brooklyn it's yeah. kind of you know who would wear that the guy who's founded rowdy mermaid that's his
1: kind of i don't head. think their demographic is necessarily husky men i think it's supposed to be kind of like more rugged country. rugged country. men yeah, yeah. rugged Which, again, is not me. Not your demographic. (laughs) Fair enough. The
0: only time I go camping is when it's at a music festival.
1: You're camping in your apartment tonight with the (laughs) temperature. That's right. I need a space heater over here. So this is actually one of the better matchups of bowl season, other than the college football playoff games, which aren't even going to be that exciting. This is the game you want to watch Friday afternoon. UTSA won the Conference USA Championship. Troy won the Sundelt Championship. Troy favored by one and a half points. Both these teams are ranked. You've got a real good juxtaposition of the UTSA offense against the Troy defense, both of which are highly acclaimed. I'm taking offense over defense in this one and taking the Roadrunners to win.
0: Well, I think those Roadrunners are going to run right into a brick wall of Trojan defense, a phalanx, if you will. Trojan horse? <laughs> well, that's all a different thing. <laughs> no, the Trojan horse is what you just to sneak inside of the UTSA. Um, Freed, Troy Trojans. Love that name. I don't know quite where Troy is exactly. Alabama. Yeah, right. It's in Alabama, and uh, their logo is a T that looks like a sword, whereas UTSA has too many initials in its name. Um so I say, Meep Meep, is going down by the Trojan Sword. Troy gets the gets the cover here, and arguably oh. the win.
1: All right, all right.
0: Very good. All right, next one. Boy, do we have an interesting little matchup here, Freed. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Because when I think Fenway, I think Wasabi. So this was...
1: Sponsored by Sushi Interest Groups, right?
0: (laughs) So apparently, Wasabi is like a cloud storage company, which is just perfect. Of course they are. These fucking tech bros, they're ruining everything. Um, The Wasabi Fenway Bowl in Fenway Stadium, and nothing says Fenway like Louisville and Cincinnati. Um, We got Louisville, whose head coach, Scott Satterfield, just left the program... To go take over as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Louisville will be playing a coach down. They are seven and five, Cincinnati nine and three. Louisville
1: still favored in this one by one and a half points. Yeah, so neither team is going to have their predominant head coach for the season. Um, Luke Fickle also left to go to Wisconsin, um, and it's going to be interns all over the place. This game is going to be absolutely wild because. Both teams have key starters who have either opted out or hit the transfer portal. For Louisville, they're starting QB, Malik Cunningham, not playing. Starting running back, not playing. Cincinnati's start tight end, not playing. I just don't really understand how Louisville is favored in this game. Uh, Maybe because Cincinnati didn't have a great year and they're not quite in power five yet, but to me, this game just screams Cincinnati. Um, if You've got to know that they're going to be picking Satterfield's brain to some extent on his players and how to attack them. I mean, Satterfield's not going to be given any advice on his new team to his old team. It's only going to go in one direction. And I don't think that's going to necessarily win him the game, but this is just going to be an awkward one. I see a lot of tempers flaring in this game. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I like Cincinnati to win outright.
0: Well, Freed, I'm sorry. I just can't do it to you. I got to go with the Louisville Cardinals here. This is going to be an instant revenge game. Louisville have everything to play for. Cincinnati is going to be pissed that their head coach just left. They've got to have some mixed feelings about the Louisville guy coming over after their head coach just abandoning them. Now, all of a sudden, their new coach is the guy who's abandoning the other team. Um, So... I'm picking up what you're putting down here, Fred, but I'm still going to give it to the Louisville Cardinals, and hopefully, we get a, a nice win for the ACC there.
1: One extra factor there: the quarterback who started most of the year for Cincinnati broke his foot a couple weeks ago, so he's not going to be playing. They're going to be going with a younger player who did start the final game of the regular season for them. So it's not going to be his first rodeo, but both teams without their main. But team. it will be his second rodeo. It will be his second. <laughs> it's not my first rodeo; it's my second, but it's not my first. Speaking of teams without a lot of their players, though, let's talk about the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, Florida, and Oregon State. Florida missing the majority of their offense, giving up 10 points in the spread to Oregon State Beavers. Anthony Richardson is not playing. And I State- will be going with the beavers, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Oregon State has most of their guys playing. You know who else isn't playing for Florida? Their backup. John Kitna's son. Oh no. So the Gators will be on their third string QB. Oh man. He was
0: looking at underage beavers. Dude.
1: Oh! <laughs> 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 next easy uh okay would have been a, a dark horse for the lozman award actually oh my
0: god yeah that is uh that's the lower than lozman uh dis, it's not an we have to it can't be an award it has to be like the opposite it's like like a dishonor uh it was something like that anyways yeah freed i got oregon
1: state to uh to cover this one Well, we disagreed in the first three matchups, but I had a feeling two Canes fans might agree on this one. (laughs) Beavers forever. Oregon State just pound, ground and pound, and cover this game, please. The pound and Beavers. Love it, Freed. Chopping wood, baby.
0: (laughs) Chopping wood. Just like a Duluth trader might be. It's time for our sediment pick here, Freed. We have... Primetime Deion Sanders, Jackson State taking on NC Central in the cricket wireless, uh, what is it called? In the Cricket Celebration Bowl at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Two HBCU programs, one of which is also losing their head coach, primetime Deion
1: Sanders, as he uh, scurries away to join Colorado. Yeah, this is an interesting one because usually when you get this sort of situation where your head coach is leaving and he's taking the starting quarterback and who knows how many other of their top players with him, you want to think you know there's going to be a lack of preparation perhaps, but at the FCS level that these teams are playing at, the level of competition just isn't quite there. There's a reason Jackson State is undefeated. It's because Deion Sanders is pulling legitimate power five prospects to his small program and they're just head and shoulders above these other kids that they're playing he said he wants to do it for the hbcus make hbcu football great again then he bolts to colorado so it's a little half-baked on his part but for now um there's no competition they're going to win this game by however much they decide to win by and it'll probably be more than 16 and a half
0: well freed. I think a lot of people thought that Jackson State was going to win uh, their bowl last year, but I believe they lost to either North Carolina Central or it was it South Carolina State? It was one of those Carolina HBCUs programs. And Freed, guess what? It's going to happen again this year. That's right. I'm flying with the North Carolina Central Eagles. And there you have it, folks. The picks are in, which means there's only one thing left to do, which is to make our final ruling on the first round of the Butcha. Wait, what is it? Of the Butch Ball Committee's playoff. All right, Freed. We've got the number three seed, Rowdy Mermaid, Watermelon Bloom, and the Watermelon Wonder from GTs. So I
1: believe we're going to give these both scores. We'll average them together, and the higher of the 2 we'll move on to the finals. Is that the game yes, plan? here? That's correct. And we have to write our scores down right now. As a reminder, folks, the scale we use here on Ball 10, best thing ever. That's the top of the scale, never been touched. We go all the way down to zero, which we define as the worst thing ever tasted. The lowest score we've ever seen has been around three, not good. Moving up, we have... Four, meh. Five, would drink it. Six, would buy it. Seven, would recommend. Eight, delicious. Or nine, amazing booch. What will they be
0: today? Yeah, and Free, this has been an interesting season in the college football world. And it's also been an interesting season in the kombucha world for us here at Booch Ball. Uh, Out of our three seasons, this was far and away the lowest rated across the board of the kombuchas that we drank. These two were some of our top finishers, still finished sub-seven. So let's find out how they fared here at the end of the season and if our votes changed at all. We will be starting off with the score for the three-seed, the Rowdy Mermaid. My picks are in. Ready to go when you are, Freed.
1: All right, for the Rowdy Mermaid, Watermelon Bloom Kombucha, it's pretty good. I think we've already established it doesn't have the most flavor out there, but this isn't meant to be a flavor bomb necessarily. They're going for the health benefits, not trying to blow you away with taste. I think they're just a little light, a little lacking. The lack of carbonation here really hurt for me because I like a little bubble and I didn't get that. I'm going to go at 6.6 6 for these guys.
0: Freed, it's very interesting. I actually looked through my, my little Booch notebook, and I saw what our scores were for this previously. Um, you previously gave this a 6.8, okay. and I gave it a 7.1. So you knocked off two points on your final score, and I'm knocking off 0. 0.3. I'm giving this a score of a 6.8. Uh, for a lot of the reasons that you said... Um, it's, you know, overall decent, good. The carbonation towards the end, I think combined with the fact that watermelon in its kombuchified state can sometimes have a kind of almost sour off watermelon flavor, um, towards the end of that can, it started tasting kind of like a light beer that you might have left out on the beer pond table a little too long.
1: Okay. So we're kind of on the same page here. you want to keep going and give me your GT score? Uh, yes, sir, I will. So the GT's Watermelon Wonder
0: um, packs a powerful punch. Um, for me, I think the matchup against the Watermelon Bloom down the stretch ended up benefiting the Watermelon Wonder for me uh, because there's something about the lightness of the Bloom that kind of balanced out the thickness of the Watermelon Wonder. Um, I actually... Uh, I actually found this to be pretty delicious, not quite at that threshold, um, but I love what they did with the cherry and lime uh, flavors, adding and complementing the watermelon uh, with the really wonderful results. I gave it a 7.5.
1: Yeah, so some conviction there. Um, good score from you. I had a harder time. I was, I was on the edge, and I think it's clear that the... GT's Watermelon Wonder has a better, or at least more flavor to it, which you might call better. Um, You're getting more of that, that sweetness, more of that tang where I was starting to have an issue was uh, it's filling. And when you're drinking two kombuchas at the same time, the Rowdy mermaid did kind of go down like water with the lack of carbonation. The GT's Watermelon Wonder was a lot thicker, a lot heavier, And towards the end, I was starting to have trouble on my sips of the Watermelon Wonder. Because on any given booch ball, you know, I just if I was hungry for booch, could pound it right now. But not so hungry for booch today, I still did give the Watermelon Wonder the edge. But just barely. I edged out the 6.6 with the 6.7. I had to put it just below the Wood Recommend threshold. But we both gave it the edge. And the GT's Watermelon Wonder moving on for the finals. Wow. You heard it here first, folks.
0: Thank you to Rowdy Mermaid. It took 2,000 years to make Combo to taste this good. But maybe they should have taken another 2,000 years because they were still in the high and mid sixes. Rowdy Mermaid, so long and farewell and thanks for playing. Walk the plank. <laughs> Yark. the siren beautiful all right freed so we've got the watermelon wonder moving on to the championship will we have another gt's win it all after gt's trilogy won it last year who do we have in the next round of the bbc playoffs
1: well it's the four seed the health aid tropical punch taking on the favorite the one seed gt's passion berry bliss could it be in all gt's finals
0: It's definitely possible. It's definitely GTs heavy. And boy, was this GTs heavy today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening along to Boochball as we enter into the playoffs. Definitely keep it locked in on Twitter, at Boochball. And what did you think? Rowdy belly? GTs? Who has the edge in your book? Feel free to flood our DMs with who you think is the true winner of this kombucha and you know send us your videos send us anything that you could possibly want to send us and i'm sure freed will get to it
1: unless you're florida's backup quarterback john kitness so don't send guy. us, don't us, us anything. anything no sir very
0: well on that note thank you boogies we love you good night and as always stay cultured peace